Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus on JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, and today we're visiting with our guests from Camp Ripley. With us today, Mr. Tony Housie, Camp Ripley Public Affairs, and Master Sergeant Nathan Kimpling, who is Camp Ripley Range Control NCO in charge. Gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tony, maybe we'll start with you. I understand June has been a busy month June, at camp. Yeah, June was absolutely a very busy month. Uh, you know, we were off and running for, right from April, right when the <laughs> <laughs> when the good weather started to turn, and, and uh, we were running pretty good. Um, so we've been very, very busy, not, not just training-wise, but some of our other activities as well. Yeah, let's talk about those. Do I understand you celebrated a birthday? We did. Camp Ripley turned 90 years old on June 14th. Wow. Uh, so that was exciting, and that was a, you know, a milestone for us, you know, 10 years from 100, and uh, we got an opportunity to cut a few cakes and uh, let, let all the, of our employees, as many as we could get, uh, some time off to enjoy it. That's pretty impressive. I had, I guess, I wasn't aware of ninety years at right. that location. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, and it's interesting going back, taking a look at some of the things that happened. Uh, you know, in the early '30s and whatnot. Just the concept of, uh, okay, here we go. We're going to try to create a training area for uh, our military, which is at that time kind of changing and expanding new equipment and yeah. things like that. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, I know you usually uh, uh, util- uh, or have other groups utilize the base. Talk about that in June. We we do, yeah. We So we get an opportunity for uh, hunters to come in um, uh, as well as some of our other activities, our recreational activities. But like the Civil Air Patrol is, is one of the other groups that come in. They do a cadet um, um, kind of a encampment. Yeah. Uh, and they do a lot of leadership uh, skills training type stuff and bunch of interactions for for the young men and women and um that's an impressive group they really come out with some incredible young young folks that are doing great things neat and then do i understand that there are some new minnesota army national guard members all from one high school yeah that was a big milestone for us so our one of our recruiters out of um you know they're, they're in the alexandria area um, reached out to us and said that uh, the Osikas class, high school class, was graduating uh, seven, uh, had seven students that were in, all enlisted in the Minnesota National Guard. Wow. That's impressive. Right. Yes. Yeah, so that, does, that doesn't happen very often, does it? doesn't happen very often. And, you know, it, it, uh, we gave all the credit to the recruiter, but it actually was a little bit more <laughs> towards the students themselves. They all kind of pitched in and it was like, you know, this is what I want to do. And uh, we... Uh, went down and made a uh, almost like an NBA uh, signing opportunity <laughs> for them, you know. So it was it was kind of a cool event. Nate, and I know you do a lot of hunting on the campgrounds. Do I understand there's been some fishing that take place? We did. We we took uh, a lot of our veterans and uh, and our currently serving service members out for another uh, weekend with trolling for the troops. Uh, that's where we pair them up with. Uh, a, uh, a pro fisherman and send them out on Lake Mille Lacs or on the Mississippi River for a couple of days. Uh, and that was great. That was a lot of fun. Great weather for it. Excellent. All right. Well, let's talk with Master Sergeant Nathan Kimpling. Nathan, uh, I understand that, uh, you know, people who are not tired of hearing the booming from the 4th of July might hear some more here this summer. That is correct. Um, a lot of the units from Minnesota are were deployed or are deployed, and a lot of them actually had other missions that they had to do earlier in the year. But that did open up some uh, p- possibilities for other units to come in. So 
Right now we have the 1st Battalion, 147th Field Artillery here from South Dakota. They're not your traditional cannon artillery like Minnesota has. They are actually a multiple launch rocket system. Uh, okay. So they, they, they will fire rockets in a wartime. They have rockets that can go anywhere up to like 200 kilometers right now. But while they're on Camp Ripley, they fire what's called a reduced-range practice rocket. It's a completely inert rocket that uh, doesn't have any explosive charge. And right now they'll be shooting roughly on the 20th of July. And it goes about 15 kilometers. So, But there could be some noise that you will hear. Um, it does make quite a noise when it, when it does launch out of the tube. And it does break the sound barrier, so when it comes into the impact area, you kind of hear a just the boom of a sonic boom. So, but it doesn't have any explosive charge to it. Wow. Yep. Is this the first time these types of rockets have been fired at Camp Ripley? Last time, the forty seventh one forty seventh FA, they were here roughly six years ago, and we did in June have what's called the High Mars, which is just a smaller version of this, and it's the same rocket, but they just don't carry as many. They were firing in June here. So they were firing from the kind of the south and going shoot or firing from the north shooting south. So, but very interesting. Yes. Now, uh, and, and these units that fire these rockets, uh, t- talk a little bit more about that. They're pretty mobile, aren't they? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of the times, what they'll do is they go what they call a hide position. So they'll hide in the trees. They'll get their mission. They'll come out to an area, launch their rockets, and it could be from one rocket or they could shoot all twelve. That's how many this unit carries. And every time it fires a rocket. It, the computer system and the whole truck have to level out, and it kind of recomputes itself and then fires the next one. So it, it just doesn't randomly shoot them out there and not knowing where it's going. It makes sure it, it goes through some checks and balances essentially before it does launch the next rocket. Wow. Wow. Yep. Is it a sight to see? It is, s- <laughs> it is pretty impressive. <laughs> I'll bet. Um, it's, you know, it kind of makes a big loud pop when it goes out, and then the rocket motor engages and smoke everywhere and stuff like that. So it is, it's pretty cool. That is amazing. Now, when you were talking kilometers, can you convert that to miles for us? How far do these things go? Uh, if, if just a rough guesstimate, it's going to be about eight miles somewhere in there. Just fuzzy math. <laughs> wow. So Okay. Well, we'll look forward to doing uh, hearing that, I yep. guess. Uh, July 20th, you said that starts? And, yes. And um, th- does that noise carry, I mean, far enough so folks in Brainerd Baxter might be hearing some you of You might. It, it really all depends on our weather. Okay. So... If you got a calm, nice, clear day and it's not really humid and overcast, you might not hear it at all. But get a day to like today, she's kind of humid out, and over it, the sound carries better then. Okay. And so that's that's one of the downfalls. It's we can't control the weather, and we all know what Minnesota weather's like. So that's right. usually the defining factor and how much you guys hear up here. All right. Well, we do hear a lot. Yeah. Sometimes we yeah. wonder if we did something wrong. <laughs> yeah. and, but uh, talk about that because actually there's. Well, I'll let you describe it. A corridor of some kind? Yes. So if you look how Ripley, it's, it, we're pretty long north to south, uh, roughly 21 miles. But east to west, we're only around seven miles, seven to eight, depending where you're at. So a lot of our ranges, especially for tank and Bradley-type gunnery, have to shoot from the south to the north, just how our, how our ranges are built. So it can carry, and we do have that impact area in the north that it did. When you're shooting artillery, especially cannon artillery, um, that can carry up into that Brainerd Baxter area, depending on you know what type what type of weather and how how many they're shooting that day. Uh, same with demolition. We have demolition ranges. Usually they're kind of try to tuck them into the hills, but if it is like a day like today, it can it can rumble pretty far off post. Interesting. Yeah. 
what makes the loudest uh, noise? Do you know uh, if you had to say? Uh, typically, if I think the most complaints have come from when we have cannon artillery here. Okay. Um, we do have some of that coming in August. They are only going to shoot a couple days. And it's not at night, which is nice. They said they don't have any illumination around. So it's going to be pretty much daytime. And they're just doing a section qual. So it, it's not as, as in-depth as some of the other times they've done it. So uh, next to that would probably be when um, big demolition engineer units come up and do have to do demolition charges and stuff like that. So Okay. But – yeah, well, I I think I can safely say that most of us in the Brainerd Lakes area yeah. have pretty much gotten used to this. Yep. And we know you guys are training, and that training right. is so important, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes, it is. The training it, it helps them with their wartime mission if they do get called up for a mission like that, and just training in general. Even if it's not their wartime and artillery unit, not their wartime mission, but you're still doing maneuvers, um, doing convoy stuff like that. So all that, you know transposes into any type of thing we would do in the Army. Yeah. I was going to say, it's yep. pretty much everything you yep. do when it comes to training. Correct. Even those simple convoys, yep. this is all something that later could be put into use. Correct. Yeah. Yep. All right. Now, do you, uh, you're the NCO in charge of... Uh, range control, yes. Range control. What yep. does that entail? Uh, so any type of ranges we got that are active, I'm essentially kind of the oversight and making sure they... The unit will run the range specifically, but we make sure they check the boxes of being how safe and giving them briefings and making sure they know how to properly use the range. So I got a crew of, I got around 12 people during the summertime when we're busy. Cuts back a little bit in the winter when we're not as busy, but I oversight, you know, have oversight of them and make sure they're doing their job correctly and we keep everybody safe. Yeah, I was so, going to say, because yeah. uh, for the most part, yeah. uh, you mentioned the rockets are not live, but everything else, these are live rounds, aren't yes. they? Yes. Yeah. Um, the only ones that are, like, everything, yes, is live. Uh, tank rounds, they're, they're, they are a training round, but still, it, uh, if it hits a training round, it does something bad, you know, it, you're not going to have a good day, I can tell you that. So Yeah, but. yeah, that is so cool. I think, uh, as I say, we've gotten used to it. Some of us might be uh, interested in seeing that, but uh, you don't do that, do you? Uh, we do not. Uh, that would maybe we have to be more Mr. Halsey here coordinating that type of stuff. So, Tony, we'll yeah. talk afterwards. We'll, we'll talk, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, anything else we should know uh, about uh, the summer activities as far as some of these uh, things happening on the range? Uh, that's about it. Once we get that one artillery unit um, completed, and that's going to be around the week of the 7th, 8th of August, like I said, a couple days of firing, then it's just going to be kind of small arms ranges, and it should tail down a little bit. It'll pick back up for us in October with more small arm ranges, but after once you get to the winter months, then it's just watching the C-130s flying over for the most part, and um, until and next spring again, then it's looking like we could be really busy next spring into the summer. Okay. Very good. Hey, thanks for being here today to talk no about problem. it. No Thank it's you for very, very me. interesting, yep. I think, for our listeners to hear about how and what takes place on yes. the range. Okay. Uh, Tony, meanwhile, uh, the summer continues, and you've got a lot more going on down there, don't you? We do. Uh, we've been very active with our uh, our state partners as well. Uh, you know, the Minnesota State Patrol graduated in an academy. The DNR is preparing to graduate in a conservation officer academy. Uh, and then we have uh, an officer candidate class that is graduating here within the next few weeks as well. A uh, fresh new batch of officers to go out and uh, lead soldiers. Um, you know, so all that's happening while we're welcoming a lot of our formations back from deployments and 
uh, that's always very exciting to to get get everybody back home. So yeah, um, you know, we mentioned the Rocket Group is from South Dakota, but mm-hmm. uh, are there other troops from other areas of the Midwest that come and train off and on through these weekends? Yeah, you know, we support kind of like a six to nine state area. Um, you know, and we're always we're always reaching out to other states to send send soldiers here. I mean, we had Navy divers from Virginia this this winter. Uh, but we have uh, engineers from Wisconsin, and we have uh, MPs from North Dakota and, and everywhere else. So it's, it's it's a unique opportunity to visit with everybody. Yeah, it's always a busy place. Um, do I understand that you're going to have a presence at the state fair? We are. Uh, so the Minnesota National Guard will have a presence there uh, as part of the normal activities, but then there's a military appreciation day, and I know that we'll – We'll all be in force, all hands on deck for that event and uh, take part in that. So that'll be exciting for us to talk about what Camp Ripley is and what we do, uh, you know, kind of clear up clear up some of the air about what what happens up here. So that's a nice thing for us. Do you guys actually have a like a booth or a, a spot at the State Fair? We do. We've, we've traditionally had a, a very good presence. So not only us, but our, our uh, facility down in Arden Hills. Uh, have a booth to talk about our different trainings and activities, and then our environmental department has a really nice booth to talk about all the efforts that they put forward as well. Very interesting. All right. Uh, and do I understand you have an open house coming up? Yep. This is uh, this is an open house year. We've done every other year. Uh, so this will be like our 16th or 17th open house since, since our creation. And um, it's a you know a unique opportunity. We always try to put a theme to it. This year, we're honoring Native American veterans, uh, so we're working with the different tribes right now to you know um, you know put together a program and come up with some ideas on how we can celebrate all that and recognize our diversities within our formation. And it's an, uh, an opportunity to pull out a lot of our vehicles and let some of the community come on and ask questions and uh, you know see some of the things that we do. Yeah, they've always been a lot of fun in the past. I know the open houses. Absolutely, lots of activities, lots of vendors. You know, we get about five thousand people there, and it's it's exciting. And it's cool. You're honoring the Native American veterans. Um, I, I think a lot of people don't know just how many have been part of the military for a long, long time. Absolutely, as as far as a different demographic, it's actually one of the largest groups uh, that have participated in the United States military of of all the different. Uh, types of types of groups, and it's uh, you know they take very a great deal of pride in that, and um, recognize that within their communities as well. That's fantastic. Do we have a date for that open house? By uh, September nineteenth. Yep, okay, from uh, ten to two. Okay, we'll be looking forward to that. Very good. Well, gentlemen, thank you for being here today to talk about these happenings at Camp Ripley. I can't wait to see if we hear a few rockets, and <laughs> we know we'll hear some bigger booms later on in the summer. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Our guests today include Mr. Tony Housie, Camp Ripley Public Affairs, and Master Sergeant Nathan Kimpling, uh, the Camp Ripley Range Control NCO in charge. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs are available anytime. You can find them on our website, Just go to 1067wjjy.com, and they're also available on our free mobile app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.